Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He may be opinionated, but he never jumps to conclusions. This is The Roy Green Show. So what is it like to live in uh, poverty in this country? If you've experienced it, and you will never forget it, if you're experiencing it now, it's tough. It's very, very hard. I know. 800-263-2428. Share with us so that people have an idea, have a sense. You know, we have, of course, Feeds Kids, our corporate effort to uh, help hungry kids in Canada. You can find it online on the Chorus website. Um, Al is in Calgary. Al, thank you for the call, sir. Yes. Um, you asked uh, about poverty. Yes, sir. When we were growing up, there was 10 of us. My dad was a Second World War, and my mother was a war bride. Like, we had no money. But, you know, we got older, and we went out and went on our own, and we managed. What was it like when, when you say we had no money? What did that mean, there's 10 of you, you have no money. What does that mean when you open the fridge? What do you see? Well, we always had food to eat. Okay. You know, my dad had a pretty good job. He worked at Anko, but he was the only one working. But there was no money, like Salvation Army. My mother would go get our clothes there and et cetera. So, you know, uh, I can't say I ever went hungry. Did it impact you when you were you knew you were wearing somebody else's hand-me-down clothes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That bothered me. Yeah. So when I got older, I said, no way. And I got no education, so I went out and self-employed and uh, got into sales. And, uh, you know, to this day, we're both, my wife is 69, I'm 68, and uh, we both get pensions, but we have to work to maintain our life. I hear you. Thank you, Al. 800-263-2428 is the number. Where are you in Canada? Are you living in poverty now? How do you define it? Do you see hungry kids? I mean, we need to talk about what's going on in this country because there are so many people who need help, and they're not getting it. They're not getting it. How many years do we have to see annually what's going on in Attawapiskat? How many years do we have to see that? Michael's in Aurora, Ontario. How are you, Michael? I'm good. How are you, Jay? Good, sir. Please uh, share share with us your story. It's it's ongoing in your life, is it? This battling poverty. Yeah, it's still ongoing in my life. I, I uh, grew up in a, a small town in northern Ontario. Uh, I ended up in foster care uh, on student welfare. Uh, never finished high school. Uh, I, I was lucky to finish trade school and get a trade and, and become uh, a barber. Um, but the barber trade doesn't pay. So it's a it's a poor living wage. I, I make about three fifty a week in salary, cutting hair. Um, I've tried. I went back to college and I tried to get an education. I, I went back to Seneca and I got my upgrading, my math. I did very very well. And uh, when it came time to get a uh, loan for school, I'm over the age of thirty seven now. So I no longer qualify for any government programs. Well, I couldn't afford the cost of education. Um, so now my, my income tax last year, a net earning of $6,700. I'm lucky that I'm a commissioned person and I can write off a few little things. But 
That being said, I make $6,700 a year. And um, I'm lucky that my wife has a very good education and a job and a school board now. But I'm still trying to dig myself out, and I've been looking for a way. Uh, I don't qualify for anything, and uh, nor would I ever take welfare. So that's just life living in Canada. My son doesn't get to go to sports. My son doesn't get daycare. Uh, I'm shuffling two or three part-time jobs. Uh, two of them are seasonal. Uh, I'm a music teacher. I'm a barber. I work out in the country. I'm a precarious worker. So it, it, the government has never done anything for me. Matter of factly, uh, when I finished hairdressing school, uh, because it was a trade school, I didn't qualify for a loan. So I was burdened with a student loan. That student loan chased me for 10 years. So it threw me underground even further. I hadn't filed income tax in this country for 14 years because of it. I uh, didn't get a driver's license until I was 28 because of it. I had more nights hungry in my life than I can count successful. Wow. And there's no, there's been nothing. I'm a single white male, and if I say that, I'm a racist. If I ask for help, I'm, I'm lazy. Um, and, and if you know me, I know I, I'm not lazy. Yeah. So, you know, how I listen to the government and I listen to these salaries that are being paid to people who work for the government, hundreds of thousand dollars, half a millions of dollars. Where is this money going to? How come this person deserves that kind of money in public service? How about how when they, they? How about when they get fired and they get millions in severance? My God, my God, I made. And if you don't believe me, I'll send you my income tax. No, I believe you. I believe you, Mike. Uh, Michael, can you hold on? I will. Okay, hold on. We're going to come back to you. 800-263-2428. Are you living in poverty? Did you ever? And these numbers from Angus Reid are disturbing. But there are the personal stories that people can, sta- can tell and share. You've heard mine. Um, we'll come right back. Looking for the truth and not worried about rattling some cages to get at it. This is The Roy Green Show. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Twitter is at the Roy Green Show, and RoyGreenShow.com is the web page. Living in poverty, living with poverty, poverty, memories of living with poverty. Michael's on the air with us from uh, Aurora, Ontario. We've been listening to the challenges that he faces. As you're telling your own story, Michael, how do you feel? Well, because my friend, you should you, you should never feel. Like, I don't think you should feel that it's your fault. What you've told us, you've tried. You've tried, you've tried many different venues, many different uh, opportunities. Uh, I don't know well, what the word I mean, is I'm looking for. I, I, feel, I feel it down to a certain degree. Uh, you know, to talk to a more pertinent point is right now living with it. My wife and I are renters because we can't afford to buy into the market. Yeah. We've seen our rent go up about 60% in the last four years. Wow. Uh, we just went through a landlord-tenant board thing to try to save us from losing the place that we were living in. We, we've never been late with our rent. We've always paid on time, paid on time but that's because we're renters. We're, we're, we can't afford to live in this city, but we can't afford to leave the city because there's no work anywhere else. Um, and, and, and I feel 
tied down, and, and, and I feel angry. I'll tell you this. Everyone I rent from is from another country. And I'm not talking about this in a racist manner. I'm talking about this in a financial manner. The people that are bringing money into Canada, and Mr. Morneau knows that this, he, he's our government. He, he's been playing with the market here for so many years that he's allowed foreign investors and people to come here and buy our homes and drive up the rates of these homes. But we can't afford them. We can't afford to live in them, and we can't afford to buy them. We're stretching for every dime. My wife is taxed at 52%. Like, what, what are we supposed to do in this country? How am I supposed to work myself out of a $6,700 a year salary? Mm-hmm. I feel let down. I feel hurt. But mostly I feel disappointed in myself because I feel I should have been able to get myself out of it. And I'm sure the next caller is going to call in and say, that guy sounds smart enough to get himself out of it. He should get himself out of it. It's not that easy. It isn't easy. It isn't no. easy. Um, it isn't easy, Michael. Um, right. You know, I, I said I wouldn't talk much about my situation, but uh, not everybody knows. Others have heard it. When my mother and I came to Canada, we had nothing. We had relatives who preferred not having us around after they sponsored us. So we found ourselves uh, deposited in the middle of Montreal on a winter's night. Uh, never been to Montreal. Didn't know anything about, about the city. And I ended up stopping a police car uh, looking for help, and the police officer took my mother and me to a homeless shelter, and that's where we lived for wow. a period of time. And uh, when we were finally, I'm fast-forwarding, finally able to get an apartment with social assistance, it turned out to be $75 a month, and the rent was 73 which left us 2 bucks a month to live on. Yeah. And, you know, I'd open the fridge, and, well, there would be water there and maybe uh, some bread or whatever I'd been able to borrow from or, or have a grocery store provide, you know, before they threw things out. They, they give me food to take home and, and the restaurant's the same. And my uh, classmates would bring in cans of food so that my mom and I would have something to eat. And that's how we survived for, for, for a period of time. And I became a very aggressive, very aggressive young man. And, um, and I, for the first job that I applied for, that was a full-time job, I'd worked in high school. I worked every weekend when my friends went to parties. I went to work. That's just the way it was. Uh, I got some money, you know. I was able to bring some money home, and so we we had a little cash. And uh, so this 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 radio it was a radio gig, and and the general manager said, "Roy, I'll call you by six o'clock on Friday afternoon and tell you if you have the job." I sat by the phone, Michael. And you got the job. Five fifty nine, six o'clock, six o one. No call. So I pick up the phone and I call him at home. His name was, last name was Blair. He became a very good personal friend of mine afterwards. And I said, Mr. Blair, you said you'd call me by 6 o'clock on Friday. It's 6.01. He said, you've got the job. And he told me later, I wouldn't have given you the job. You You weren't ready for it. You didn't have the experience, but I liked your attitude. Well, the jobs, the jobs. It's, it's, it's hit and miss, isn't it, buddy? It's hit and miss. It's totally, it's totally. I got one job. I got one job where I work as a landscaper. I maintain a property at a Highway Nine in Dufferin. I work part time. Uh, I work seasonal. I paid cash. There are no guarantees, no sick pay, no nothing. Um, that ends in September. I take on another job teaching guitar at a private music studio. That pays cash. That pays no, 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 no benefits. I don't get anything out of that. That's part-time. And then I'm cutting hair on the side. 
cutting hair on the side, I, I'm not making $300 a week. If I took the job full-time, I'd be working Monday to Sunday with days off split, and I'd be making $350, $400 a week. This is the reality of being a person of my situation. I, I, I've tried. I'd love to go to school. Um, but I can't afford twenty thousand dollars a year for education. Do you do you see the, uh, opportunities f- for for you? I, you sound like the kind of guy who's never going to quit. You sound like never. You sound like you've got a lot of bad, fight in you. Do matter you, of fact, we I, I I have a band. We're called Johnson's Creek, and our songs are on the radio now, and I'm touring, and things are changing, and hopefully turning around for me. Um, but the, you know, I'm a musician. I make a hundred dollars a night. And that, that salary hasn't changed in 40 years. Yeah. I cut hair. That salary hasn't changed I got in you. 40 years. I got you. I got you. What, why is that? Michael, Can you, do, yeah. I, I don't know. I Honestly, I don't have answers. I really don't. I've been there, so I, I know what it feels like to open up the fridge and see nothing. I know what it feels like to throw the mattress out of the, out of the, out of the window into the stinky courtyard below because it smells too much of urine, the mattress that you were yeah, getting. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. about that stuff because I lived that. Um, My me. But I'll tell you, if I'd love to hear some of the music of your band. If you can send me an email, I will. I'd I'd love to hear the music. It's uh, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Yeah, I will, Roy. And listen, thank you so much for this conversation. Uh, You're my the, pleasure. This is the first forum I've been able to say what I've had to say. Well, I'm, it's deplorable what my government is doing. I'm glad you it's called. Deplorable. I'm glad you thank called, you. buddy. You yeah. take care and let me hear the music, okay? I will. Please, okay. Thanks. Wow. When we come back, apologies to everyone who's on the line. Uh, We have to go to our last um, segment with our good friend Scott Newark. We'll come right back.